Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Investing Your Future. I'm your host, Coach Kenny, CEO of Corona Group Corporation. I want to thank you guys for joining me for another episode on Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, all the different streams. I appreciate you guys, you know, tuning in and also bringing your questions. So always ask questions. We have the comments down below. If you listen to this later on in the podcast, please give us a like, give us a thumbs up, um, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We're always looking for those comments and questions, but also we love the appreciation also. Today, I want to bring on a special guest. I got a good friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. His name is Baker. I want to make sure I get it right. How you pronounce it? Nakwanga. See, one of my good friends, but he, um, we've known each other for a long time, and his story is very interesting, so I want to bring him on and kind of give you guys uh, a little story about him, and then also we can talk about the business he's in right now, because I think it's a fantastic redemption story in terms of how to go pretty much from zero to where he is now. So, Baker, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, how you doing, everybody, man? Uh, my name is Baker Nkwanga. Um my business owner, uh, I used to live in, I used to live in Boston, um, moved to Atlanta, spent a few years, almost a decade in Atlanta, came back up here, realized this wasn't for me again, <laughs> moved back to, moved to Fort Lauderdale, and, um, I met my fiance, and then the journey brought me back here to Boston, that means, so, that, that's what, so that's a little bit of my background, but as far as, like, um, all the Kenny asked the questions, I, I revealed the information that he wants to know, yeah, sure, share. Uh, sure, I want to, I don't want to over, <laughs> no, that's fine. Listen, I want to go as deep as you want to go, obviously as comfortable as you want to get, but yeah. I think your story is interesting because you, I mean, is it okay if we talk about, you, you, did, yeah. you did some time. I'm open for me because my past is what makes me. Yeah, yeah exactly. So so you, you so tell us a little bit about what kind of tr- trouble you got into and what kind of issues you got into in the beginning when you were younger. Mm-hmm. And we still have Ahmad. I don't, I don't know if his name was Ahmad. And once, <laughs> and my trouble started one evening when um, me, Kenny was playing, and Ahmad was playing. I ran and I threw a rock in the car, and everybody ran. <laughs> and everybody ran, and I got in trouble for that. But coming from Uganda, Africa, it's like, that's no more news than just running, whatever. But I didn't know I was in America. Police got involved, but blah, blah. It wasn't a big deal. We mm. paid for the window. But um, I made a crucial mistake. Was growing up in Africa, you see, you watch American TV, you call 911, the police comes. I'm like, how does the system work? So I called 911 and I hanged up. Mm-hmm. And I walked across the street, Burger King, to get something to eat. By the time I come back, the door was already knocked off of the apartment because the time I was in there, maybe they, they dying or whatever. And that's when my legal situation started. From then on, mm-hmm. um, the Department of uh, Children's Services, whatever, got involved. Uh, it was like you're 12 years old, while well, you're home by yourself, da da da. So that's how I got into the system, and then I started going to a group home, residential homes. At that time, I had so much anger, I didn't, I didn't understand. Like, I don't want, excuse, excuse my language, I didn't want to. What the hell y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on? It's not a big thing. Like, my mom is good. She got to work. She got to support. But not knowing the American system of work, she wasn't supposed to do that. So I ended up in group homes, juvenile, juvenile homes, and then um, I started displaying my anger in the wrong way, and I started getting to fights. Da da da. And then end up in going to uh, juvenile jail, and then from going to juvenile jail, that let me go to like regular jail. Mm-hmm. Um, start catching different cases, gun charges, yeah. uh, drug charges, and and I think that's the 
one one thing I don't like about my sister. I, I still hold it against my. I don't hold it against my sister because those are my actions. But it just drives me like this is not a playground I want to be in. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit of my little background. But um, I've been in and out of jail since I was like 13. Um, wow. Last time I was in jail was uh, in and out of jail. In and out of jail since 13. Uh, my last jail stint was in 2015. I was facing five years. Uh, I had to cash out my savings, pay my lawyer fifty thousand. He beat the felony charge, but the, the judge I had in that case, he really told me like, I can't get you on this, but when you come back in my my courtroom, you never see freedom again. So um, he gave me sixty days. Mm. <laughs> living this by accident, you know what I'm saying? I was let me let me give you a little background on that case. When I caught that case, I just moved back from Massachusetts. I come from Atlanta, where I'm, I'm used to living the Atlanta lifestyle. Guns in the car, bottles of Hennessy in the car, you know what I'm saying? So I tried to live the lifestyle here, not, not knowing this is not a state to do that. Mm-hmm. So one night I went out, got into a confrontation with some dudes, came home, tried to get my gun to go back, and I crashed. And I left. My neighbors got involved. They called the police. They snitched. They came in the courtroom. There was uh, witnesses. <clears throat> so um, they was trying to give me five years. They charged over five, five years minimum, 10 years maximum. Um, so I got a lawyer. I had a lawyer. They pulled me up. I paid $25,000 to get, to get out of jail on a bond, but they said, my, for me to get out of uh, jail that day, suppose my bond, I had to wear an ankle bracelet. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to take breathalyzers two times a day. Mm-hmm. I had to do daily drug charges. I, I, rem- I, remember, I remember the ankle, because I remember we played basketball, and you had the ankle brace. You had, yeah. I remember. I remember that. So, I mean, this is the story that I, I love, because this story comes from pretty much a lot of people's story. A lot of people um, don't, I mean, a lot of people come from your situation or maybe even worse, and then a lot of them don't end up where you are right now, which is a great story. That's why I want to talk about that, the way you came from. But now you went from, from, from like pretty much from the, the, the bottom. They call it the mud. You came from the mud, you know, from drug to gun charges to, to jail to court to all that stuff, which is just mind-boggling. And also... Paying lawyers fifty thousand dollars just to help you with the case is mind-boggling, also. But the fact that you, you went from there, now you, you you started cleaning yourself up. You saw, I saw you started working at Target, right? Target and Starbucks, those kind of jobs. What's funny is like I never had a job for more than a year. I mean, because the reason is I got this self-employment attitude, right? Mm-hmm. So as soon as I get a job, I'm like, you pay me this to be here, but how much is it costing me? Like, you know about the cost of opportunity, right? Of course, opportunity so, cost. Thousand, but how much could I be making if I'm not here? Or can I make this fifty thousand and make extra on the side? Exactly. So my mentality was like, okay, I don't want to be a long-time employee. I get a job to fix my situation and go do my own thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been through my career ranges from being an assistant manager for the first stop boxing Waltham, being a sales manager at the downtown Waltham, being a consultant, a staff management, going to Target. Uh, I did a stint for a lot of jobs, becoming operations manager. But all this time, none of those jobs lasted for long. Yeah, you know I mean, um, because I never had that workers mentality. Yeah, you know I mean, so I came up here, and all this time I had ideas. All this time I had businesses. I had a, a, a auto auction license. Um, and I've been dipping on out of real estate for a long time mm-hmm. since 2006 when I was doing no dark loans, right? Mm-hmm. But in 2006, I was buying five houses a month. <laughs> You could buy a house, you could close on a house today, you could close tomorrow, the house, the first house will not be on your clock, on your credit. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you could tell a broker, I don't got no I don't got no house. So 
I did a lot of funny stuff back in, who did it, right? 2006, no dark loan. People, you uh, a loan officer, I make 200000 Okay, he's, he's the loan, and they're catching you back at $25,000 check at closing. Wow. So I've been in and out of, out of real estate that with my legal trouble, I would never sustain my success. When I went to jail, I went to jail for 15 months, 2008 in Atlanta for a gun charge, getting to a shootout, and I had eight properties at that time. When I came out, I was only able to save one. Because I'm in jail, I cannot flip, I cannot sell this, I cannot take the refinance, take home equity out. So mm. my journey has been different, but I've never been a, a worker's mentality. I had, to, I had to get a job just because maybe the revenue's not coming through my, my hustles or my whatever I'm doing, so I go get a job. But my, my, my goal is not to stay there for a long time. So Yeah, so you had the entrepreneur mindset, the entrepreneur kind of head the whole time. And that's why we, you know we even came on the podcast, because you have a wealth of knowledge in terms of where you came from, but then also you got into housing, like obviously in 2006, like you said, 2007, right before the, the, the you know, the, the crazy bust, but, and you had eight houses, like good rentals, you said you had rentals, but now how did you start transitioning into your own business right now, the business that you're in right now? So what, um, I've been, growing up, always people, all People around me always say, man, Baker, man, you're a smart guy, you got a lot of potential, you know what I'm saying? But I hear that, but I'm like, how do I, how do I um, exhibit that potential? How do I work on that potential? So I've always been a numbers guy. I ain't got no problem going on. I read a lot of books, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I do a lot of research. You know I, mean? I spend nine, I spend 80% of my phone, 80% of my day on my phone reading on CNBC, Wall Street Journal. I read a lot of, like, um, business journals, right? Business mm-hmm. news. So I get a different idea. So... Now, how can I make money while I'm sleeping or where I'm away? So I started I started to think about different ideas. I did a, a ship drop into Africa. When you're in Africa, you can shop here. I can ship your stuff to you in Africa. I'm like, okay, that's a lot of headache. I got to deal with too many people. I'm like, okay, what's one thing that every business needs? And I'm like, okay, business credit. All right. So I did my research on business credit. So when I did my research on business, how can I, how can I do it in a different way? So I came up with this idea. I, I developed software. So right now, if you go to my website, um, 2020 Enterprise Group LLC, um, you can see my website and what we offer, services we offer. So I came up with a business there that will help people. Because I was being, I was being able to fix the, uh, personal credit, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of personal credit. When I tell people, there's nothing I'm going to do for your personal credit that you cannot do for yourself. Just like you could change your own auction, right? But you choose to go to a dealership to get your auction change for one, for convenience, cost of your time. Important because that's what they do for a living. They know different rule poles. You don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So I tell people, you can't do personal credit. I could do it. I could help you out. But I'm not doing nothing crazy that you can't do for yourself. You're just paying me for my expertise. So I took the same attitude and put it to business credit. Mm-hmm. So I've been in jail here. Uh, you locked up like 1,500. Everybody in kind of holes on the street but your bond is ten thousand you can't get out. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So being through those situations kind of helped me cipher through the BS. You know what I mean? Yes. When I play. That, so when I come out I decided okay business credit what it is. So now the, what I do right now I help business um business owners or anybody who got a business idea go from starting up an LLC at S Corp uh uh C, which is a non-profit. I'm saying I could help you get through all that, but I could also take it to another level. I could get your EIN number. I could get your Dallas Bar Street number, which is going to be attached to your PEDEX score, right? Mm-hmm. Dallas will give you a PEDEX score, which is a credit score for a business, which is not like a personal credit. Personal credit, you could go from 350 to 850, depending what 
if you're looking at Blackwell's score, if you're looking at uh, the Isaac's score, so different uh, bureaus calculate your personal credit different. Oh, uh, personal credit is really like experience business, Equifax business, and that in Bradstreet, and they use something called a PEDEX from 0 to 100. So a lot of people don't know that, so I'm like, okay. I had a conversation, let me backtrack, I had a conversation, I was in Orlando last week, a friend of mine said, he's a plumber. He said, I, I got a lot of complaints, I go to a, a house to do a job, uh, charge $500 to pull in a new toilet, and customers say, you only spend a half an hour here. He, he tell me, I tell customers, you don't pay me for what, how much time I spend here, you pay me for what I know. If you knew how to do it in 15 minutes, you wouldn't have paid me. So what I do for people is like, you're not paying me for what I know, because everything I know I read about, you got resources to go, but I took my time and investment to learn about it, to know different rule calls and holes. So that's what you pay me for. Mm -hmm. So now I started doing business credit. I help you set up your corporation, LLC, S-Corp, whatever, whatever entity you want. Nice. Get you get down a street number, EIN number, and start getting your personal credit. I mean, your business credit. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people got businesses, they may go to a bank, get a loan, Use a uh, use a social security instead of EIN number. Mm -hmm. Of course, they're gonna business credit now. When you get the loan, let's say you got a hundred thousand dollar loan for sample the personal guarantor. That hundred thousand is messing up your income to debit ratio and your personal credit. Now, if you come across a good situation that you need your personal credit, now you gotta think about a hundred thousand you call samples, so you're gonna mess up your income to debit ratio. Because most banks they got a ratio they don't want you to go over. Debit to income ratio, they don't want to go over 33 to 35 percent. You may find that over 40, but it's red. It depends on the situation. So that's why I got into that to educate my brothers because the ball busters winning, everybody's gonna win. I mean, but you're gonna have to pay me for my services. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. No, hey, listen, everyone, you know, it's it's business, it's the price of business, the price of doing business, but also learning that you know you can leverage knowledge. I mean. Uh, Baker went and got knowledgeable in a skill of business credit, of building business credit and personal credit, and now he's leveraging that skill to be able to make money for himself and his family. It's that simple. I mean, you guys could do the same exact thing he's doing. Built up a beautiful website. I checked it out, um, and now he has businesses that are looking to grow. So the way he works is he gets you um, everything. He lines you up for a business, and that business can start building credit and that credit, you could use it for future endeavors, whatever you want to do in terms of business or whatever you want to do in terms of growth or scale. He helps you grow because you can get now higher leverage in terms of the banks because he builds up your business and your personal credit. I think it's a beautiful business idea. That's why I brought him on here because and you, you've worked with people and obviously businesses. What do you see the, 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 the biggest mistakes people make with their credit? What's the biggest thing you see when people... Have uh, bad credit. What's the, what's the biggest mistakes? Personal credit or business credit? Either one, both of them. Let's say one of each. Right, so one of the mistakes I see, like, um, and it's part of it's lack of uh, lack of knowledge, right? So you cannot you cannot go to a bank, Citizens Bank or Eastern Bank, and say you want a hundred thousand. I think we run into each other when I used to be at Eastern Bank, and I try to get you a loan, the express loan, right? Mm -hmm. So when I was in there, I was picking up knowledge. Okay, what's going on with this client? What kind of got approved? They didn't get approved. So a lot of people what I see is like. They use this type of business, right? And they register with the Secretary of State using a home address, right? So if I'm a loan officer, right? And I, I look up your company and I see it's maybe um, I use my, my address, 43 Lakeview Terrace. I'm like, okay, that's not a that's not a, a commercial uh, address. That's a business. Uh, that's a residential, right? Mm -hmm. So that's automatically red flag. So it's gonna make me dig deeper into your profile, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are still using the cell phones on the business. It's okay to have your cell phone in business card, but make sure you got a one hundred number. And um, I did a profile uh, a couple of weeks ago. I charged somebody five thousand because you had two businesses, 
but he had no one eight hundred number left. Can afford to pay a hundred dollar one uh, eight hundred number? I'm like, dude, eight hundred number is only fifteen dollars. <laughs> so I'm saying, but that could change your image, right? A lot of people still got a business address, home residential addresses, right? Get a virtual office for sixty dollars. A virtual office is gonna change how how, how if your presentation, right? Sure. People are still using um. For example, let me say we, you got a you got a domain name, but some somebody in your situation could say Kalinda Group at Gmail. Okay, yeah, it's a business email, but it's not professional. Change a Gmail into Kalinda Group uh, dot com. So I'm saying so small mm-hmm. things like that. You know what I'm saying really make a difference, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then that's on a business side. And on a personal credit, what I see a lot is like people don't know how to play. Like you could, people say credit cards are bad. To me, they're not bad because if you know what you're doing, you could live off your credit cards. You could use the white people money for free. Guess what? If you can charge a thousand dollars, pay it back before the thirty days. You don't gotta pay. They'll get tired of you because you're not paying no money. You know saying before the thirty days, they cut the check, cut the money before interest kicks in. Mm-hmm. We're gonna give them people right now the average interest rate on a credit card seventeen percent. Charge a thousand. That's a hundred seventy dollars you pay on pops. Why? Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, so you just gotta know how to play. You know what I'm saying? And then another thing was like, when you go out. Don't be interested. Open up a bank uh, credit card. You're gonna get thirty percent. Okay, the thirty percent. But are you are you are you disciplined enough where you you wanna take that thirty percent? This gonna give you now, uh, and then not try to pay interest back over here. I'm saying so. It's a lot of factors I try to teach my clients. Sure. No, that, those those are great. Actually, he just gave me some advice myself. I gotta change my email. Um, no, it's it's really yeah. I think that's one of the most important parts. People don't know the knowledge. And so if you don't know anything, you're most likely going to make a lot of mistakes. So I think that's the best thing. You guys got to contact Baker and contact and use the services because you can tell he knows his business and personal credit side. Um, so, Baker, in terms of real estate, I know because, you know, I, I love, you know, I'm a real estate guy. You you do a special thing, which is you do a lot of creative financing. I want to talk a little bit about that, too. You are very creative and you do some creative things. Could you talk a little bit about the land and how you get creative with it? The financing? So, uh, and that's why I don't like my excuses. Um, before I give you the answer, I'm going to touch a little. Uh, uh, I met somebody who did 20 years in jail, right? In downtown Boston, at a company called Stride. It's an organization, right? He told me, man, to really be successful anywhere, you know, you got to know your landscape. He said the Boston landscape, highly educated, right? It's healthcare, it's fintech, you know what I'm saying? And it's a white boy's game. So you gotta find out how you fit in. You gotta learn those maneuvers, those corners, how to bypass them, right? So I learned them. Okay, how do I fit in, right? So up here, to go me find my first property, let me say, to buy a, to buy my first property, let me say I first start home buyer, right? The average price is like 350, right? So now if you do 3%, 3.5% on FHA loan, you're still looking like over a little $10,000 and then I don't close the course, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, maybe I don't have, I didn't have that thing. I'm like, you know what? Let me go where I know best. Florida and Georgia, where they got a lot of owner financing, right? I get there's a lot of few owner financing, but the property is already like in eight hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand, right? Mm-hmm. So if the high money loan, the owner finance tell you I need fifteen percent, you still need like almost hundred twenty thousand, right? You know what I'm saying? Unless you got that, you can't make the move. So I'm okay. Let me start off where I know in Atlanta. We got a lot of owner financing. So what I did, I went online and bought plots in places I know. So there's a deal I did two months ago in Florida on the West Coast. Um. 40 minutes from Tampa, so a town called Fort Charlotte. Um, I bought five eight, five lots at one time. I think all of them almost four acres. I was able to give them that 20%, which is like $20,000. And my payment is like $700,000 a month on those five lots. Mm-hmm. But those five lots I bought two months ago, one of them already doubled the price. I paid it for like $8,500. Right now it's almost like six, 
Mm. So I'm saying I mm-hmm. went to one opponents because I'm like, okay. I spend a lot. I like to eat a lot. I like to shop. I'm like, okay, if I could cut back my lifestyle and save the money and look at it, something that's going to appreciate when I do that. And so I did that. And there's also a lot of things. Like I was talking to a friend today. I'm like, yo, I got 30000 Come up with 30000 There's a, I could get a hard money loan in Puerto Rico. We could develop the land, but it's scared. What's a hard money loan? That I, so that people don't know not have a hard money loan. You know what I'm saying? That's another avenue people could go through. Too. It's expensive, but uh, the point of a hard money loan is they're trying to make you make that deal work out like you gotta be quick you gotta exit that plane because they're not charging the bank rate they're charging 10 15 percent mm-hmm. so to go that route you better have a plan for the property if you buy a fixer up you better know how much it's gonna cost how long it's gonna take you to flip to fix and flip because the high money 15 percent is no joke you know what i'm saying especially if you're dealing with like hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. 15 percent of what three hundred thousand dollars forty forty five dollars so now you tell me you want to pay that back to the man or you want to exit that plan as quick as possible mm-hmm. right so there's also that there's also um Another thing is uh, right about something like now, because back in the day, as can you know, to avoid PMI, you had to put down 20%, right? Yep. But right now, everything's going on. They got loans where you can put down 5% and avoid the PMI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's all about doing your research. Sure. You know I'm, I'm like, oh, 5%? I'm like, okay. The most, of, the least I knew was like 10% in Florida for a condo. And say, but they got, this is like a nationwide program, 5%, you ain't got to worry about the PMI, because PMI could be 1% or 2% of the sale price. Mm-hmm. That would add a couple hundred thousand on your payment. Right? So a lot of, and this comes to, you don't even got to be a real estate, like you got to find something you're passionate about and study, 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 study and find out. And I'm passionate about real estate and personal credit and finance and I study. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's, then, that's the way. That's the only way. That's the only way. There's no trick. There's no, I put up a post a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago that said, you don't make money on some secret information. There's no money in it. It's, you actually have to put in the knowledge and that's what Baker has done business credit, personal credit, and obviously real estate. I love the tactic of the owner financing with plots of land, and then you just sell off each land, but you know you pretty much have a very low payment. Flip your money that way. That's a great way to, to start and also get into some money because you know, you, you're pretty much buying empty lots of land, and you sell it to people who want to build their homes or maybe build a commercial building. But that's a great great method to to improve not just your financial situation, but also your your, your business you know, mind and also your your real estate mind because you're learning all the different ways of handling the financing, handling the land itself, selling it off, sectioning it off, you know, all those things, Baker. So I love that. I love that little business model you have right there. You say something about the land and then when you buy the land, you don't know how to buy it to say I'm going to develop, build a house on it, right? So mm-hmm. there's a, um, I'm looking at a deal for 10 acres, um, 40 minutes in Newnan, Georgia, right? Like half an hour, 45 minutes from downtown Atlanta. That land, I'm not going to build on it. I'm going to plant trees on it, pine. I'm like, that's a 10-year investment, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you could start harvesting pine, bamboo sticks. They're paying $10 for bamboo sticks. You could put a 1,000 trees per acre on a, of bamboo on an acre. So if you got 10 acres, right, mm. that's 10,000 bamboo sticks. 10,000 divided by 10, that's 100. <laughs> you tell me, you do the math, that's 100,000. Like, you can't mm-hmm. lose. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's also a, a viable way of long-term, long-term thinking. Long-term thing, a 10-year plan, but you know in 10 years you're going to definitely secure that bag by getting cutting down that bamboo. Secure that bag, sell that land, and the money you make off that, that bamboo stick, that's the money you go to the bank and say, I got my 20%, I want to develop a, a mini subdivision here. Mm-hmm. So you're not even coming out of the pocket. You're coming out of the pocket when you put that land on a low. You're spending $500,000 a month. And then when you get to the point where you got 20% equity, then you go to the bank and say, I want to re- refinance something, you get out of that 10% interest rate that owner finance is charging. Mm. Wow. Wow, man. Great stuff, Baker. That's that's excellent. That's actually that's the best way to do it. Why not use the land itself 
to pay for its own subdivision that you could build on there and make some serious money off of single family cells. That's 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 a nice play. I love that play. Um, so actually, we're you know we're actually you know I want to make sure I get as much knowledge as I can from you because you know, I know you're a very smart guy. What would you say? You know, if what's what's the number one habit that you've let's say used to go from where you were to where you are now? What's the number one habit that you'd say that's helped you become successful? That's a great one. That's a great one. Circle of people. The circle around you actually really make you or break you. It's that simple. Great, great, great one. Uh, let's go here. What, what's what's the most influential tool you use for your business right now? Uh, uh, elaborate on that question a little bit. I was going to say, like, I mean, whatever tool, is there a certain software you use, a certain, you know, is it your cell phone, is it your email? What's the number one tool you'd say is, is you know, you use the most or most, you know, important tool for you in your business that's helped you grow or anything like that? I said my phone. Yeah. My, yeah. I said my phone. <laughs> no. I access my emails. I yep. access my business email, my Gmail, my phone. And my phone builds relationships, right? Because now, it's not. I'm not in the transaction business, right? So I got to, um, I don't know if you're familiar uh, with NFL. You remember uh, somebody called Santana Moss, NFL receiver. He used to play for Washington Redskins. Yes. His brother, I'm doing his business credit for him. He said, you gave me right. You got a gang of, you got a gang of people behind you. He's coming for you. They just want to see results. So I told them, look, I'm not tra- I'm not treating you like a transaction. I'm trying to build that relationship. Well, they do real estate too. They just bought like 300, 300 acres in Georgia by Savannah. So I'm trying, I'm trying to build a network of people like that, build relationships. So that's why my phone is the most important. Nice. I mean, um, as far as like software, like I developed my own software, so where I do the business credit. So what I do is just log in as an administrator and see what's going on and just coach my team. I got loan officers, I got sales representatives, I got closers, I got. So I got a team of people that do my work and I just focus on the business, generate revenues on my business. Nice, nice. That's that's yeah. Cell phones probably number one then, obviously. Um, what's the most exciting project you're working on right now? The most exciting project I'm working on right now is a few of them. There's a there's a piece of a quarter acre man. I think I sent it to you. Yep, you did. Yep. 
for three hundred thousand. Uh, the comps are going for eight hundred. So I'm scratching my head. I'm like, okay, sixty thousand through hard money lender to secure the loan because already got the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know the hard money lender, you know uh, the LTC loan, loan to construction, the RV uh, yep. after repair values and all that. So you know those numbers. Like okay, I need like eighty thousand. I don't got access to it right now. But eighty thousand, if I have my my team had eighty thousand, that's a two hundred fifty thousand dollar deal because. They charge you like a dollar fifteen to build a house. So if you pull, let me say another three hundred plus a three twenty-five, you walk out with a good one eighty-five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so that's exciting about that. And I'm also working the ten acres in Florida. You know what I mean? And nice. I also enjoy you. So I got a lot of things going on, man. I mean, so nice. I just to me, I, to me, I tell my friends, man, I'll give them a suck, man. Keep throwing dirt, keep throwing something to war until something sticks. You know what mm. I mean? Because if you check one thing and that thing don't work out, now you waste it months and weeks for chasing that one thing. But if you could chase three different things, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? At once, if you want things, you're still winning. You're still buying at 20%. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's excellent, man. Those are a lot of sounds like some really good deals coming up. And actually, I did receive that deal, the one you sent uh, about uh, the land and stuff like that. I mean, it's very interesting. Um, what would you say, and this is more on the, on the humble side, what's the worst deal you've had and what did you learn from it? Down the street from University of Florida, mm-hmm. the football season is canceled. There's no people in the stadium, so I cannot do what I want to do. I was gonna do put up uh, three townhouses and sell my ZMB because you know football is big in Florida. You like five sure. minutes from University of Florida Stadium. I'm saying, but the football got canceled. There's nothing else that's going on in Gainesville unless the football. So I'm like, I'm sitting on like almost like a half an acre, almost almost an acre. I'm like, what am I gonna do? But you know, you know what? They don't, they're not making no more land. <laughs> sure, sure. So somebody's gonna want the land. Eventually, right? Yeah. I'm gonna put some uh, Christmas tree because guess what? There's a Christmas every year. So I'll grow Christmas trees on it. And in three years, I'll have my Christmas trees and make somebody happy. There you go. There you go. That's one thing. You always, always pivot. Always pivot. Always have kind of a backup plan. Pivot, yeah, always got pivot. Um, and who? Oh, and, you know, we're getting here near the end of the podcast, but I, I love the fact that you brought so much knowledge and so many gems. But who's, who's, would you say is your number one influence or mentor or a coach? Is there anybody that out there that you, you know, that you've really followed or read everything or maybe been on the call with? Anybody specific? No, I just, I just watch, I just watch people in line. Like, I'm sorry, I watch you a lot. You got, you're very active on LinkedIn. I watch you a lot. I love what you got going on. Thank you. But to me, um, it's not really, it's not really somebody I mentor. It's just like, a few of my friends, um, 2000. 2005, um, I was in Tallahassee, and a friend of mine told me, you Baker, man, they called me Bleak, Bleak, man, you're a smart dude, man, but you be around a lot of crazy dudes, you know that, and so let, let me take you somewhere to show you, you want to take, we only drive for a long time, I'm like, yo, I'm strapped, I got a gun on me, we're like, no, 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 we're not driving that, leave it in that car, you like, dude, leave that street life alone, I'll show you how to make the same street money legal way, so that conversation stuck in my head, I'm like, okay, I could go, Holler my man, get a hundred on things, make this off that. But I was like, yo, if I flip a properly, I can make the same amount of money. I don't even got to worry about him robbing me, him coming back. So that what changed my life. So I really don't got to mentor, I just watch, observe. Because when you, tr- I, I, I try not to mimic everybody because everybody's story is different. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you, I may see you closing a $2 million property, but I don't know the struggles or how you went through that, right? Mm-hmm. Unless we have that conversation. I'm like, oh, okay, that's it. So I take whatever advantage you had or whatever strategy you had in that 
I try to adjust in my situation, but my situation may be different, right? Mm-hmm. I may be overstretched out as far as like credit wise. You know what I'm saying? But you may not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just try to pick people's brain and everybody's a mentor person. Every every productful conversation becomes a, a mentoring experience to me. Sure. So I don't just, I don't say this is a mentor not if I have a conversation with you and it's, I learn something from you, that conversation was the, a mentor conversation to me. Sure. That's 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 true actually. Everyone is a mentor and um, Abraham Lincoln said it too, he said you can learn a lot from everybody, even if it's not what to do. You know, you can learn something from somebody, you know. So that's, I mean, that's great stuff. Uh, Baker, man, I, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I mean, you brought so many knowledge, so many things. Um, wh- where, where can people where can people find you and where can they connect with you? I mean, give us kind of uh, where people can reach out to you. Yes, um, you can reach out to me uh, at Baker, B-A-K-E-R-N. At 2020egLC.com. That's my business website. Um, I don't do a lot of social media because um, I'm an engaged dude. I don't got no time to be explaining why I'm on LinkedIn or I mean why I'm on uh, Instagram and all that stuff. So I don't do none of that crazy stuff. Okay. So I'm strictly um, my phone number, my 1 800 number is up there. My number is 1 800 959 1646. Or you can reach my cell phone, 678 687 2007. If you're not, you could email me on my personal. Um, my personal account, BakerNkwanga at Gmail, or you can email me at BakerN at 2020 um, EGLC. Nice, 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 great, man, great, definitely. And I'll put these links and everything in this information in the show notes so you guys can reach out to him easily. Um, obviously, you can reach out to me if you want to get in contact with him also. Um, I mean, Baker has an amazing story, pretty much like coming, that's why I brought him on the podcast, pretty much coming from the mud, from, from the bottom all the way up to buying properties, flipping land. I mean, he's brought, he's, he's, he's done so many things in terms of business and linking with people. He talks about how he spends 80% of his day reading and, and planning and, and negotiating and managing his business. You know, he talks about throwing darts, throwing darts on different things so you can see what works for you, and what doesn't, you know, and don't worry about failure because you're going to have to just keep going, keep going forward. Talks about keeping your circle tight and small. So that way you focus and have good people around you that can always be mentoring you and always giving you some kind of knowledge and push, pushing you forward. And he's always talking about have a pivot also. You know, if something doesn't work, pivot, be able to ready move and stick and move because that's what he's done with his life. Pretty much went from, the you know, a bad path, which usually leads to death or jail, that's simple, to a pivot where he went to a whole different way. Now he's running his own businesses, has houses, has properties, has land, has businesses running for him and making him money. Um, Baker, man, I want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you. It's going to be everywhere. You guys, please share and comment and like. We appreciate all the comments, all the people coming on. And reach out to him if you guys need help with your business credit or your personal credit. Guys, thank you again for for coming on the podcast, and I'll see you at the top. Mm -hmm.